Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balen Trujillo. Well, 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 Balen. We've made it to another week of the High School Football Scoreboard Show despite COVID. We've had everything thrown at us this year. This has been a wild and crazy year. But here we are. We're still doing the dang thing. I love it. This is the High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Insperity. High School Football Scoreboard Show is brought to you by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Well, Balin, yeah, we had some, week. we had some one versus two matchups last uh-huh. week. You know, we had a, we have a kicker up in Jackson. We want to welcome yeah. back Jackson. We had a kicker that went absolutely nuts the other he, night. We should have been at that game if it wasn't for the the, the rescheduling of the Jones Edgewater game that was supposed to be on Saturday. We would have potentially drove up to Jackson and watched this kicker. Wait till you guys hear what happened later on in the show in this game. Yeah, there's a kicker from the Jacksonville area that plays for Bartram Trail that you're going to want to stay tuned and hear what a game this guy had. Yes. And also, we're going to recap the top stories from last week. We're always going to release our new top ten. And, boy, the top ten looks a, looks a little different this week. <laughs> and then we're going to have our dudes of the week. We also have Coach Buckridge from Timber Creek High School going to join us later. He's got a monster game this Uh-oh. week. And, as always, Balin, we got those predictions, yeah. baby. Yes, sir. All right, we want to thank Graffiti Junction. You know, every single week they found a, you know, found a way to accommodate us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they took care of us again tonight. We're at the College Park location again tonight yep. uh, for our show. There wasn't a location really in the Winter Park area. Right. So we just kind of went over here to College Park. But Graffiti Junction always takes care of us. They are America's Burger Bar. So we want to thank Graffiti one more time for all the love that they give us. And, once again, the show is sponsored by Insperity. We also we want to give them a big shout-out yes, as well thank you. for making this show possible. So we had a little bit of breaking news today, Balin. Yeah. It's a big, big rivalry every single year. Wait, he, the, where are we? Where are we at? We are in college. Yes, and right. guess what? It's Man. the battle of College Park and Balin. Go ahead and give that bad news. Yeah, You're un- really good at that. Yeah, unfortunately, Edgewater had announced on Twitter today that their game against Bishop Moore, which is a big rivalry game, uh, is canceled. Um, you know, we're going to go over a little bit what happened last week with Edgewater. I, I actually think Bishop Moore won in this scenario because I, I don't think that it would have been pretty out there. Uh, yeah. But I do know that there's teams probably looking for a game. Edgewater's open. I know not a lot of teams want to face that team right now, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if they can pull a couple strings together in the last couple of days to see if they can get a game on Friday night. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if Coach Duke and the Edgewater Eagles are looking for a game or if right. they're just going to take this as a bye week. Mm. But either way, no Battle of College Park this week, uh. Uh, which is a shame because that's always a good one. And you said, you know, you thought it might be lopsided, but I tell you what, that game, because it's literally, they're right across the street from each other, Yeah, I think it's always played out pretty well. It's usually a really good game. Right. So, Balin, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to recapping the biggest games from last week. Let's start with the Jacksonville area. We had Trinity Christian going up against number five Lee. And by the way, this is not a good week for the Jacksonville right. teams in our top five. Nah. Three of our top five teams in Jacksonville fell, and one of them is going to be Lee High School. They fall 14-6 to six to Trinity Christian. But I want to point out uh, Tra- Trayon Webb, the sophomore, was the leading rusher. This guy's only a sophomore, wow. and we watched the highlights of this game. Yeah. So Trayon Webb is a sophomore. He's going to be a player to watch. I mean, he is definitely a special, special kid in the Jacksonville area. Give that, give that young man two more years to Ooh. grow and, and get stronger. I mean, this is a guy we're going to be watching play on Saturday. Yeah, Trinity Christian, again, is a powerhouse in that area. They did get a lopsided loss to Bulls to, to start the season. But, man, I'm telling you what, that's going to be a team to look for as, as the season goes on. 
All right, Balin, let's jump down to the 407. Let's go with Lake Mary versus Ocoee. Lake Mary pulls off a wow. stunner here, 21-18, to 18, beats Coach Shepard in the night. Balin, you have a lot on this team. I'm going to let you go take it. Yeah, so Gunnar Smith had himself another great performance, throwing two touchdowns on 15 of 29 passing and 210 yards. Marquise Jones had an 18-yard touchdown run in the third. That was a difference maker as the Rams stopped the Coe's late comeback on a fourth down on the 23-yard line. Great job, Lake Mary. They're on a roll, and now they might be in our new top 10, Heath. We'll never know. Our top 10 will be coming up shortly. Stay tuned. We will have that new top 10 for you. It does look a lot different. Oh, yeah. It looks a lot different in Jacksonville and Orlando. So let's go back up to Jacksonville. Number four, excuse me. Yeah, number four, Fleming Island at Buholes. Buholes gets the W here, 24-21 to 21 over Fleming Island, knocking off another one of our top five teams in the Jacksonville area. Sam Singleton, sophomore, 10 carries. 140 yards for two touchdowns, but it was not enough. Gainesville Buholz takes care of business, knocks off Fleming Island, 24 to 21. Wow, let's go back to Central Florida, Heath. Uh, the Boone Olympia game. Uh, oh, no. Yes, give us a score. This is your alma mater. Go ahead with this one. All right, Boone takes this one, 52 to 24. The Braves wow. get it done, and Balin, you. You used the term 50 burgers. Yeah, they got it done. And Boone did get 50 points on the board. That Boone offense, Boone is a team that is going to be a sleeper in the playoffs. Um, I don't think there's any mistake that people know that Boone is a program, a historic program. So look for Boone. Yeah. Look for Boone to make a little run here. They're really starting to come together here as the season goes on. You want to stay in Orlando, Baylor? For the yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, a shout-out to Casey St. John, who had himself a, a great night on the in the in the air. He had four touchdown passes, 260 yards, and three of those were to his older brother, Parker St. John, in the, a, a blowout win. That was a great performance by Casey. Keeps putting on week in and week out. Look for Boone to make a statement later on in the season. you got to love that brother-to-brother connection. Like yeah. That, that's pretty cool for those young men to get to play together. Really cool story there. All right, let's go with number nine, West Orange High School, playing Lake Brantley. This one surprised me. This yeah, one shocked me. Too. Coach, Coach Bernardo obviously doing a great job at West Orange, turning that program around. And then Lake Brantley pulls off, in my opinion, the stunner here, 28-21. to 21. Lake yeah. Brantley and the Patriots get the W here. Yeah, major upset led by senior quarterback Lake from Lake Brantley, Noah Kudak, who rushed for 133 yards on 22 carries and two touchdowns, one including the go-ahead touchdown with four minutes and 58 seconds remaining in the game. UCF commit Anthony Williams sealed the deal with a rushing touchdown that put the Patriots up 28-14. He finished the night with 86 rushing yards. West Orange had a late comeback by Jonas Polonese, who scored a rushing touchdown and then recovered an onside kick, but Cameron Carpenter caught the game when he picked to seal the deal. Before we move on to the rest of the games from the Jacksonville and Orlando area, we want to thank Graffiti Junction and Insperity, our two sponsors. Um, Balin, yeah. we had some awesome food earlier we tonight. Did. And, and there's a little thing, if you guys haven't caught on to this, Balin likes to reinvent the wheel, reinvent the wheel and yeah. make up a secret menu. So we're going to have a menu item coming your way in a little bit. But let's get back to the Jacksonville area. Let's go with number two, Bowles, at University Christian. Bowles gets the W here, 33-19. to Gunner Bohr, 100 yards, two touchdowns, quarterback there. We got two Gunners, man. We got Gunner Smith at Lake Erie. Yeah. We got a Gunner Smith up in Jacksonville. That's kind of cool. Um, Cade, Cade Few, 203 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Wow. He was averaging 10.7 yards a carry. And another standout player for Bowles, Davis Ellis, three catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Bowles is wow. rolling, man. Bowles yeah, is they solid. Are. And you got, I mean, I love those unis they have at Bowles, man. They kind of yeah. look like, they kind of look like Gators, you know. They kind of have the right. orange yeah. and blue. They do. But uh, they kind of have like the retro Gator look to me. So Bowles gets the W here. Balin, let's take it back down to Orlando. Let's go with number six, Timber Creek out of Vito. Balin, wow. this was a shocker. Timber Creek 
Comes back. back. Comes back. Has yeah. to come back and goes for two for the W yeah. on the road. And isn't that the coach's rule? When you're on the road. I, I love it. When you're I on the it. road, you go for two. And yeah. that's exactly what Jim Buckridge decided to do. Balin, I know you got yeah. some stats for me on this one. Yeah, so Vito Star sophomore quarterback Luke Rucker helped generate a 21-7 lead going into the fourth quarter behind two touchdown passes. But a pick late in the third quarter by Joshua Sink. Held uh, another potential score, or held another potential score for the Lions, which gave all the momentum back to Timber Creek, which ultimately led to the comeback win behind the arm of junior quarterback Tanner Stevens, who threw two touchdowns and also, and also the game-winning two-point conversion. What a game he's going into this week's matchup! All right, Jacksonville, it's time. We got to break this game down. This was yeah. the game. The game in Jacksonville last week. That's number three Oakley at number one Bartram Trail. Man. Despite three turnovers by Bartram Trail, they pull off the W 30 to 27 on a 54 yard game winning 54. 54 yard game winning field goal by David Kemp. This guy's got to be walking on clouds right now because not only did he make a 54-yarder, Balin, he made a 49-yarder in the first quarter. Unreal. I think Porter State's close there. I think they need to offer the guy. I mean, they need help with and as much as they can get, right? So, wow, great job special teams-wise this game. Again, this was a game that we talked about potentially going to eat. I wish we'd have been at this one. It was a shootout. I mean, again, a 54-yard field goal, Heath. That's unbelievable. I've never seen that in high school. I have seen it, you know, in the years past. I would used to go to Dr. Phillips games to watch some of my friends play, and I remember they had a couple good kickers uh, from years to years, and in warm-ups and pregame, they'd kick from, like, the 50-yard line. Uh, but that's the closest I've ever seen something like that, but never in a football game in high school. So the interesting thing about David Kemp's kick is earlier when he makes the 49-yarder, I remember looking to Balin and I said, hey, that would have been good from 55. Yeah. And you know what? I was spot on because the 54-yarders, guys, it crosses, the you know, sure. the, the bar by, I'm not kidding you, a yard, so... Go check that game out yeah, on Max Prep. Yeah, please go find David Kemp on uh, Max Prep and go check out check out those game winning that game winning kick that he kicked because I'm not kidding you, man. Yeah. It gets over the bar by an inch to get Barton Trail the huge win over number three Oakleaf and Balin. Uh-oh. I don't don't be surprised if you hear don't be surprised if you hear David Kemp's name again later on the show yeah. and when we get to our yeah. dudes of the week. Oh yeah. All right, Balin. Uh-oh. It is time. It this is. is a game with a lot of controversy, obviously, but on this show. Obviously, you're, yeah. you're very heated. You get very into the game. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. And obviously, Bailey, we had a, we had a, you know, we had a little bit of an upset. I'd say number one loses to number two. That's going to be Edgewater Falls to number two Jones. Jones wins thirty-one to thirteen. Man, and, you know this game. Obviously, I was calling the play-by-play yeah. for Varsity Sports Network, so I'm obviously up in the booth covering the game. And Bailey, I mean, it didn't look like the same Edgewater Eagles to me. Not at it, all. Yeah, it, not I mean, at and all. If, and if I can continue, um, the. The way that Jones, I think, was prepared for that game said a lot to me about Coach Elijah Williams. I felt, oh, yeah. I felt like that there were some of the timing routes that Edgewater, that Kanan Mobley has been used to being able to get. I thought that Jones did a good job of taking those away. Yeah. And I think it made, you know, I think it made the job for Kanan Mobley even more difficult. Right. And then the fact that the run game was almost non-existent for Edgewater because that defensive front war for Jones. Yeah. Let's be real, man. It's, it's between them. And Osceola for the best, yeah. for the best in the defensive lines in, yeah. this, in this area. Easily. So, so the, the front four for for Jones really made this game difficult on Edgewater by, by taking the run away. And then obviously when Kanan Mobley had to make had to make the throws, yeah. Jones, their secondary was able to literally take away the throwing lane. Right. One thing I noticed, and it made it made you know it made things difficult because you know he was also getting pressure as well. Yep. yep. Obviously a good effort by Kanan Mobley and the rest of the Edgewater Eagles. 
Uh, but really, I thought Jones did a really good job of being prepared and making making Edgewater uncomfortable. Yeah. And they got Edgewater out of their game a little bit. I they think did. that's why the Jones Tigers won this game. Yeah. They obviously expect Edgewater to still be able to go deep and make their and make their state you know their state run. Right. But I think Jones obviously that night that was a better team. Yeah. They, in my opinion, are the number one team in Central Florida. They proved it to us as we had Edgewater number one the entire year until Friday night, and they proved otherwise. I know the narrative has been created. Obviously, me towards Elijah Williams, who was my head coach in high school, who I have a great relationship with. Obviously, Heath has a good relationship with Coach Duke. So I know there's a little robbery there, but again, at the end of the day, it's all fun and games. I do remember how I felt last year being called out in the middle of the stadium after the loss. As you should. Yes, yep. And so, and, and then hearing the whole thing about getting my name rerun over and over by the prediction. You know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, emotions going into this game, and I was so happy for Coach Elijah Williams, who, who the Jones Tigers dominated from the start. Uh, Tyson Robbins, quarterback at Jones, lit it up in the air, threw for 273 yards on a great Edgewater defense with two touchdowns, and running back Stephen Sparrow added a rushing touchdown. He, Edgewater, had five turnovers. I don't care who you are, if you have five turnovers in a football game, you're not winning that game. Yeah, let me jump in on that. I think the center was obviously obviously having to deal with yes, the, the center with the front four. And we're not calling this, this young man out. I mean, he was just having trouble because no, he got hurt. Four, well, the front four for Jones, yeah, it, it was so good. Right, it was making their snap counts and their timing a little bit off. Yeah, I yeah. I, I I talked to one of the Edgewater coaches on Saturday, and he actually informed me that their best player on the offensive line is their center, and he and he might have gone out, but. Uh, Jones held Edgewater to 25 yards on the night. That's incredible. Jones dominated, and that's why they're number one. All right, so that is the recap from last week for Jacksonville and Central Florida. When we come back, we're going to have the new top ten, and it's going to look a little different right here on the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balen Trujillo. All righty, Baylor, we are back for another segment here on the High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Baylor, we're obviously coming to you live right now with the uh, from the Graffiti Junction yeah. right here in College Park. We're going to have a game of the week that we're going to reveal here in just a moment. Actually, we've already done it. It's the Winter Park. Yeah. Winter Park, Timber Winter Creek, Park, Timber Creek. We have, a, we have one of the football players from Winter Park in here with us tonight. We're also going to talk to the head coach yes. of uh, Timber Mr. Creek, Buckridge. Mr. Buckridge, someone that I've known my almost my entire life. I think he was there in the in the delivery room when I was born almost. I mean, he, <laughs> wow. he, was, he was outside the delivery room, I should say. But I think he was, he, he's been a big part of my life, so I'm going to enjoy having him on. So, Balin. Yeah, let's, let's do it, baby. The new top ten has been Woo! released. Is there a new number one, Heath? It has been over a year since we set another team. Is there a new number one this week? You will find out here shortly. <laughs> let's start with number two. Let's go with the Orlando market first. And the number ten team in Central Florida is going to be the Lake Mary Rams. Yes, deservingly so. They're five and one. They have been getting better each and every week. I love what Lake Mary's doing. They have a big contest this week with Apopka. They got to prove themselves this week. Number ten, Lake Mary. All right, let's move on to number nine. Let's go with my alma mater, the Boone Braves. Yep, deservingly so. Casey St. John is playing great. We'll see how they match up against Edgewater in a couple weeks for the Battle of the Barrel. But right now, number nine, Boone High School, and deservingly so. At number eight, we got Lake Mineola. We started talking about their quarterback. We haven't heard much about him in the press recently, but I'm sure that's a team to be reckoned with. They're well coached with a great defense. Uh, uh, Heath, who's our number 17? Oh, uh, yes, that's going to be Timber Creek High School where my father coaches. We're gonna, they're going to have a huge game against Uh-oh. Winter Park. But, Balin, 
Timber Creek's at seven. Isn't it kind of odd yeah. that number six is Winter Park? Yes, and that's so conveniently, perfectly aligned. <laughs> so we're going to have number seven versus number six. So seven is Timber Creek, six is Winter Park, and I think that just sets up for a great matchup. Oh, that's why they're all wait. That's why they are the game of the week this week. Balin, who's number five? Yeah, number five is all uh, DP. Yeah, they're playing really well. They're coming off a bye week against uh, my former uh, school that I play for, Oak Ridge, tomorrow night going to be interesting, but Dr. Phillips is rolling offensively, obviously, with a great defensive staff. I, I think DP is going to make an uh, interesting statement going into a Palmetto team first round of the playoffs. All right, the number four team is going to be Osceola Cowboys with a K. They obviously had a big showdown with Edgewater a couple weeks ago. Yeah. came up just a little bit short, but Osceola remains uh, in the top five at number four, but now, Balin, this is where the shakeup begins. Shake it up. Okay, so our number three team wow. is Florida. Is now Edgewater Eagles. They fall back two spots. So the Edgewater Eagles will be the number three team in Central Florida. Obviously, with the loss to Jones, we had to move them back. But interesting here. In the way they lost. Interesting here. We After we debated it, that we actually have them behind number two, Seminole. Seminole, So right. Seminole now is the number two team in Central Florida. They move up the spot. Balin, yes, I have a here I we go. You, I know you're excited to reveal this, but there's I no am. surprise here. The new number one team is Jones High School Tigers. Jones High School comes in at number one, finally. I know the Orlando Central has them there two weeks ago after they beat Apopka. They still had to prove something to us, Heath. I think Edgewater needed to, uh, to – they had to beat Edgewater. That was the only way they were ever going to get move up to number one. They are number one now. They're the only team to beat a state A. 8A runner-up and a 7A runner-up in the state finals. They're going up against the powerhouse this week. We'll see how they match up to Miami, uh, Shamanah, Madonna on Friday. But, man, Jones, Tigers, Elijah Williams has them at number one in Central Florida. All right, Baylor, let's move up to Jacksonville area. Let's start with the number five team in Jacksonville. Let's go with Lee High School sitting 4-1. and one. They moved down three spots this week, obviously, with their loss. But they've remained in the top five up in the Jacksonville area. Yeah, number four is Fleming Island. They also lost this week to a close game, uh, 24-21. They fell a couple spots. They're now at number four, sitting at five and two. Okay, Balin, next next team up in Jacksonville area is going to be Oak Leaf High School. They sit at four and three. This was a team, obviously, with one of the best quarterbacks, most recruited quarterbacks in the state of yeah. Florida, maybe the country. Yeah. Um, Oak Leaf has had a tough schedule. Man, um, tough. Even though they're sitting four and three, we have them firmly staying at number three. Balin of Oakley, number three. Yes, number two is uh, Jacksonville Bulls. Again, a state powerhouse program consistently year in, year out. They go up three spots in that five and one Bulls at number two. All right, in the number one team in the Jacksonville area, no surprise here, sitting six and one, Bartram Trail. And man, they have a, they have a kicker named David Kemp. And we'll talk about it in just a little bit uh, when we get to our dudes of the week. But man, this, having having the capability to be able to kick. 50-plus yards. I love You're in scoring range as soon as you cross the 50. Offer that guy if you haven't done so. All right, Balin. So that's our top 10 for Central Florida. And Jacksonville. And Jacksonville. Good. And we are coming back up with our Dudes of the Week. Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balen Trujillo. We'd like to welcome back Jacksonville and Orlando to the High School Football Scoreboard Show pre presented by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. 
Okay, Balin, it's time for our Dudes of the Week. But yeah. before we do the Dudes of the Week, every uh-huh. single week we have a menu item of the night. And Graffiti, because Graffiti's been such a great sponsor for us for so long, we kind of started running out of menu yeah. items because we, we, I mean, we're literally we're here all the time. So we actually have been kind of creating our own menu. I should say Balin has yeah. been creating That's his, his own menu. Yeah. And uh, Balin, I mean, tonight, we, instead of just doing the normal nachos, Balin, what'd you do? I got a Philly nacho. So I've been trying to test the waters. I think that I'm picking one item on the menu and trying to change it to a Philly cheesesteak somehow. Yeah. And so the first week was obviously the quesadillas. Second week now was, um, was the wrap. And now we got the Philly cheesesteak nachos. And, man, I tore that thing up. Heath. Yeah, so I want to remind everybody that uh, <laughs> Graffiti Junction is America's Burger Bar. I know we, we've yeah. kind of gone crazy on this Philly kick. Their Phillies are absolutely amazing. amazing. But uh, don't forget, they do have the best burgers in Central yeah. Florida. All right, Balin, let's do the dudes of the week. Let's start with our honorable mentions on the offensive side of the ball. Let's go with a running back from Haggerty High School. Balin, who do we got? We have Ethan Lopez running back from Haggerty at 10 carries, 108 yards, three touchdowns in a 43-0 win over University. All right, our next nominee on the offensive side of the ball is going to be a wide receiver from Timber Creek High School. Balin, who do we got? We have Ryan Campbell, Timber Creek wide receiver at eight catches, 112 yards, and 74 punt return yards, and a two-point conversion for the win over Vito in a 22-21 comeback win. Okay, now down to our last honorable mention, or nominee, if you will. Nominee. Let's go with the Boone High School, the Boone Braves. We've got a quarterback and wide receiver combination here, Baylin. Who do we got? We have Casey Ann Parker, St. John, Boone High School. Casey St. John finished the night with 260 yards and four touchdowns, and three of which was to his brother, Parker St. John, in their 52-burger to 24 blowout win over Olympia. All right, now for the dude of the week for, or, for Orlando on the offensive side of the ball. We've got a running back from Orangewood, Baylin. Who do we got? We have Kadaris Roberts, Orangewood. Six receptions for 200 yards and four touchdowns and three carries for 60 yards in a 20-0 win over Masters Academy. Congratulations to Kadarius Roberts on winning the dude of the week for the offensive side of the ball. All right, let's do the defense now. Let's go with a linebacker from Windermere Prep. This is our first nominee, Balin. Who do we got? We have Jacob Lowe, linebacker, Windermere Prep. He's a senior, had 11 tackles, five tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, and two catches and th- for 13 yards and a touchdown in their win. All right, our next nominee on the defensive side of the ball is going to come from West Orange High School. This kid is special, Balin. Who do we got? We have Jashari Jones, West Orange linebacker. The second week in a row as a nominee, had 14 tackles, a sack, and two fumble recoveries and a tough 28-21 loss to Lake Brantley. Don't be surprised if you hear that name, Jasari Jones, as a dude of the week coming up in the future. He's knocking on the door, isn't he? Yeah, he is. All right, Balin, let's go to our final nominees. Let's go with the Jones defensive backs that had the big game against Edgewater. Balin, who do we got? We have DeMonte, a.k.a. Bullet Pryor, and Jonathan Aline Jr., from Jones, Pryor had an 85-yard interception return for a touchdown that gave the Jones a 14-0 lead, and Aleem caught an interception on the first play of the second half and recovered a fumble in their 31-13 win over previous number one Edgewater. I don't know how that does to get you due to the week, but it's going to come up just a little bit short. But Balin, all right, let's get to the dude of the week on the defensive side of the ball, playing for the Lake Brantley Patriots. Baylin, who do we got? We have Cameron Carpenter, Lake Brantley linebacker. He recovered a fumble that set up the game ceiling touchdown and had two interceptions, one of which ended the game for the 28-21 upset win over number nine, West Orange. 
We're the only show in the state of Florida that gives out a player of the week. We call them the dudes of the week for special teams. We've got two of them this week, one from the Orlando area, one from the Jacksonville area. I'm going to start with the Jacksonville area just because we've already been saying this kid's name all over the show. David Kemp, congratulations. You are one of our special teams dudes of the week from Barton Trail. A 49-yard field goal in the first quarter, a 54-yard game winner in the fourth quarter. Congratulations, David Kemp from Barton Trail. Balin, we've got one more we got a wide receiver from Seminole. Listen to this game. Yes, Jimmy Horn, Seminole wide receiver. He had to go into the quarterback duties due to disciplinary reasons and had 12 carries for 142 yards and two touchdowns, along with a 64-yard punt return touchdown and a close 28-24 win over Spruce Creek. Jimmy Horn, congratulations and great job taking over the quarterback duties this week. We want to congratulate all of the, all of the dudes of the week uh, for this week. And, Balin, I know we have a special guest here from Winter Park High School. This is part of our game of the week. I want you to go ahead and introduce Mr. Stewart right now. Yeah, so this is a special player for me. You know, again, I train a lot of quarterbacks in the Orlando area, and this one particular quarterback really stands out. He has such an incredible story. He's an inspiration not only to me, but he has a story that can change a lot of kids uh, out there and, and, and really show that through things that you may go through that are not in your control, you can really – set out goals and achieve them. And this kid right here, he's been training with me for almost a year now. Uh, he's a quarterback at the Winter Park Wildcats. Um, his name is Jack Stewart. He was actually born with a form of autism, and he has over accomplished everything. He literally trained with me. He's probably the hardest working player that I know I've come in contact with. He texts me, guys, literally in the morning and night almost every single day asking how he can get better as not only a player on the field, but off the field as well. He's one of the most special kids you will ever meet. Winter Park is, is definitely uh, special to have him on their, on their football team. Uh, Jack, I'm going to bring you in. Thank you for joining the show today. You know, Jack, it does mean something to be a Wildcat. What does that mean for you, Jack? Well, this has just been something that I've been looking forward to my whole life. I mean, I was born and raised in Winter Park. My grandpa coached there for 37 years. Uh, I had two aunts that went there. My, my mom went there. My sister went there. My I had a cousin that went there. I am currently there, and my brother is currently there, who's also on the team. Um, and when I was a little kid, I was always going to the Friday night football games, always watching the Winter Park Wildcats play as a little kid. It, 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 it's been a lot. It was really cool. And now that I get to be on the team, it, it is really awesome. So, Jack, again, you, you mean a lot to me, man. I'm just going to let you know that right now. As, as Not even just your quarterback coach, but someone that you, you, know, you reach out to almost every single day, man. And you're definitely an inspiration, not only, again, to me, but to a lot of people out there that might be hearing your story and overcoming that and playing in this specific position. Uh, Jack, I want to ask you this question. Why did you choose the quarterback position, which is arguably the most, the, the most um, important position in all of sports, not just even just in football, but in football or in sports in general. I think it was just um, God's plan. He just led me there. And um, I think me personally, going to football is my favorite thing to do in the world by far. I mean, there's nothing else I'd rather do in the world than throw the football. I would do it until the day I die. I mean, it, it, it's one of the great feelings for me to just throw that football to a bunch of receivers and it's, it, it really is the, good, the greatest thing ever to throw a football. Man, Jack, me and you have a lot in common because that's also my favorite thing to do. Um, last question, Jack. Um, what is tomorrow going to mean for you playing, uh, you being a part of, uh, in a big game like this, game of the week against Timber Creek and being a part of that team? 
Um, well, it, it's really good. I think we got a really, really great football team coming this way. Um, we have lots of great players, great coaches. This is a game we've been really, really, really looking forward to all season. Our guys have been working hard all practice. We, 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 we've been coming in day in and day out. Um, and, and I think we're, and I think that this is going to be a, a great game to watch. All right, we want to thank Jack Stewart for joining the show today from the Winter Park Wildcats. So let's bring in now the other side of the game. Let's bring in Coach Buckridge from Timber Creek High School. Coach Buckridge, obviously you and I go way back, and we appreciate you joining the show, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. Coach, you're one of the only undefeated teams. Obviously this week you have you probably your toughest opponent of the entire season. And I just want to, you know, I know you have a lot of respect for Coach Shifflett and Winter Park Wildcats, but, Coach, I mean, this is this is going to be your biggest game that you guys have played this year. How have you got your boys ready for it? Well, you know, it's it's status quo, just, you know, week by week. And uh, we knew this was going to be the game, um, the veto game in, in this game. Even before the COVID uh, changed some of our games beginning, we felt like, you know, this was going to be a chance for us to, um, you know, play for a district championship. Obviously, we're not going to do that this year because that's changed. But, you know, it's nice. It's, it's a great feeling. Um, the kids are excited. And, uh, you know, after after not playing very well last week against Oviedo and, and still getting a win, I think it, it kind of got us to what we need to be to uh, be prepared to play a very, very good winner part team. Okay, Coach. So, obviously, there's been some news that has developed uh, over the past week with Timber Creek High School, with the, with the high school being shut down. And now I'm hearing some rumors out there, and obviously, you know, speaking with my father who works on your staff, I is it true that you guys are practicing, you're having to practice off campus, and tell us a little bit about what's that like and how you're having to prepare for this game when really you have none of your, none of your normal routine? Yeah, we, uh, we had to move off campus last week, and um, we're actually practicing down in, in the middle of Avalon Park. We've been to actually three different places. We went to an elementary school last Thursday, and then Monday we went to a middle school, and then the last two days we've been at uh, right downtown Avalon Park. I mean, it's different. It's, it's a challenge. But, uh, you know, we talked to the kids, you know, the, the alternative is not playing at all. So, you know, to, to at least be able to get on the field and, and, you know, prepare and get ready to play, um, like I said, a big game is important. Uh, it's different, but, you know, the kids are handling it really well. And, uh, you know, we're not going to use that as an excuse. It is what it is. I, I know that happened to uh, Western Orange early in the year. And, uh, you know, you just got to kind of roll with it, and, and hopefully um, we'll come out tomorrow night uh, and play a good football game. Okay, Coach, um, I know I've asked you this before on the show. I think it was last year. But for the new listeners out there, maybe can kind of give them a little bit of a reminder for the ones that have heard this story. Coach, your staff is obviously something that's really special to you. Obviously, you've kind of, you, have, uh, you have kind of got the band back together. And uh, obviously, with Mark Jackson, your longtime, your longtime uh, assistant coach, longtime partner in crime there, uh, but with Perry Belasis and, and Billy Daniels and my father being there, I mean, you guys – and obviously having your son Connor on the staff, I mean, it just seems like a really cool, like, close-knit group of guys. Can you take me behind the curtain and tell me a little bit about, you know, what is the dynamic of you guys all in the same room? I'd love to hear some stories. Well, it's good. I mean, it's, it's been a great experience. You know, I mean, I started with your father uh, his first year at Boone. Uh, me and Coach Jackson, both of us did. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we've done through the years has been what we learned when we were at Boone that first couple of years. Um, so that that was special for him to be able to come back and work with us is good. Um, has, has been you know uh, no one works better with the offensive line in the area than your dad, and he's done a, a great job with kids we have right now. 
and it's nice to be able to bounce things off of an ex-head coach, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to try to make all the decisions. So it's, it's nice to be able to have somebody that's been there before. You know, with Coach Jackson, I mean, he's without a doubt the best defense coordinator in the area. You know, he, if he wanted to be a head coach, he could. He just likes it where he's at. Um, we work well together, and, and it's really good. You know, I've got three kids besides my kid, uh, or three coaches that played for me, and that makes a difference too. You know, Reggie Cox runs our, runs our defensive backs. He played for us the first three years, so they know what we want. Uh, Zach Barrett's back with us now. That's our quarterback coach. So it, it makes a lot of difference, you know, when they know what we've, we've coached for years, they know what we want, and it's not a whole lot of changeover. And we've been together for a long time. You know, Coach Blaise has been there for a long time, and, and so has Coach Woodward. So I, I'm happy with my staff. You know, a lot of people say, you know, go somewhere else. What about this school? And I'm like, no, this is great. Administration's great. Staff is great. Our kids are fun to coach. So it's a great situation, and, you know, I've been very blessed with it. All right, Coach, I want to thank you for coming on the show. That's uh, Coach Jim Buckridge from the Timber Creek Wolves. Coach, good luck tomorrow night. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you later. All right, when we come back, we will have Valen the prediction for next week. Stay tuned right here on the High School Football Scoreboard Show. Welcome to the High School Football Scoreboard, the latest news and headlines from under the Friday Night Lights. Here's Heath Ziegler and Balin Trujillo. All righty, Balin. That's right. We're back on the High School Football Scoreboard show, brought to you by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for more than 34 years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. We also want to thank Graffiti Junction for providing us with Obviously, a place to do the show with great food, America's Burger Bar, Graffiti Junction. Thank you again. We could not do the show without our sponsors, so we uh, we love you guys and we appreciate it making this possible to bring you the top the top high school football news every single week. So, Balin, it's our favorite time of the night, baby. Or mine. Here we go. We got the predictions. Let's start with the Jacksonville area. Let's go with Sandalwood versus Bartram Trail. Number one, Bartram Trail. Balin, I'll take the lead here. Ain't no way. Ain't no way Sandalwood's coming into Bartram Trail. I got Bartram Trail winning this game. Balin, tell me you tell me you see the same thing. I see the same thing because of the field goal kicker. That's all I got to say about that one. He is getting some run tonight. Is a David Kemp from Bartram Trail. Big, big game last week. All right, let's stay up in Jacksonville. Let's go with Nice at number three, Oakleaf. Balin, who do you got? I have Oakleaf beating a former uh, Central Florida head coach, uh, Colin Drafts, who's the head coach at Nice, but I got Oakleaf. It's just too much for them. That's right. What school was he at? Baylor? He was at uh, West Orange and then uh, the head coach at East River. That's right. Well, best of luck to both of those teams. I also have Oakleaf winning that game. So in the Jacksonville area, we're going to pick Bartram Trail and Oakleaf to win this week. All right, Balin, it's time we move down to the Central Florida market. Uh-oh. Let's go with them. This is a huge one. This is kind of like the Battle of College Park, but this is the Battle of Oviedo. Oviedo at Haggerty. We, pan- we, excuse me, we, we pulled the fans. 63% of the fans say Oviedo will win this game. Balin, I'm taking Oviedo as well to win this game. Yeah, Oviedo's going to take care of business. I think uh, their outing against Timber Creek really showed us that they, they can play in big games, and I think they take care of Haggerty. The one thing Haggerty has is Coach Michaels, who has coached in this game before. Four and two right now. Yeah, yeah. Haggerty, Haggerty's no joke, and Coach Michaels has them clicking. But I'm going to take Oviedo to win on the road at Haggerty. Let's move on to our next game, Apopka at number 10, Lake Mary. A Lake Mary team that is hot right now. Yeah, they are. Balin, we pulled the fans. Uh-huh. The fans have spoken. 64% of the fans had the Blue Darters winning. Balin, I also had the Blue Darters 
upsetting Lake Mary, and that sounds weird to say, yeah, but as the rankings fall, Lake Mary is technically ranked higher. I have the Blue Darters going on the road, getting it together, and winning this game. Yeah, I have the same. I, you know, there's some Twitter war with my friend Pooh Bear Marge if you're listening, but Apopka takes care of business, and they might find themselves back in the top ten. If they beat Lake Mary, they, I, I expect to see the same. Yeah. Okay, let's get to our third to last game. Number four, Osceola at Lake Nona Baylin out in your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. We pulled the fans, and it wasn't even close. Nine, 94% <laughs> of the fans say Osceola will win this game. I agree 100%. <laughs> Osceola should win this game. Yeah. Yep, Osceola, Blake Birchler, and Chad Masco take care of business. Blowout. All right, Balin, you always have to add that little jab. I hope all the coaches in Central Florida eventually hate you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Balin, let's go on. Me too. Let's go on to the next game. Let's go to Bishop Moore. Excuse me, this game is canceled. I'm sorry, yeah. we're not going to have this game. So West Orange Coe. Yeah, so West Orange, West Orange Coe. This is a wild card pick. We just threw them in there at the last minute. Yeah. I'm going to look for Coach Fernando to get things back on track. I'm going to go with West Orange High School. Yeah, I'm same here. I'm going to agree with you here, Heath. Agree with you. All right, Balin, the game of the week. Timber Creek at Winter Park. Here we go. Number seven, Timber Creek at Winter Park at Showalter Field. Seven o'clock kickoff. The fans have spoken. 53% of the fans have Timber Creek. I'm going Winter Park, Valen. I got Whoa. Winter Park winning this game. Valen, who do you got? Me too, baby. Wildcats all day take care of business at home over at Timber Creek. You've listened to the High School Scoreboard Show. We'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.